Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tramel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol. As Republican leaders in the legislature grant the governor's wish to eject vaccine mandates with their Keep Florida Free agenda. The federal government is trampling on constitutional rights of our citizens. And what the state of Florida did here today is say we are not going to put up with that. They're not losing their job under this bill. That's not happening because we specifically said as it relates to government, they are not allowed to be terminated for the vaccine. Meanwhile, Democratic leaders say the three-day special session was all political theater. Give me a break. Yeah, this was a waste of time. It was a shame. It was overly politicized. But the entire session's purpose was summed up best, I believe, yesterday on the floor by the sponsor of HB5. Governor DeSantis can do what he wants. Today's Sunrise interview is with John Corris, the CEO of Tampa General Hospital. Corris reflects on those in healthcare working tirelessly throughout the pandemic. We caught up with him at his event at the Capitol Courtyard to talk about those healthcare heroes. We've got all that, including other top stories trending around the state and Capitol. Plus, we have your calendar of political events and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. The following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Everyone loves a win-win, and if you're a fan of sports betting, you can win-win too. Billions of dollars for education, legal sports betting for you. We're Florida Education Champions, and our petition brings competition and choice to legal sports betting in Florida and gives all the tax revenue to public education. That's a win for you and our kids. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at FloridaEducationChampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Thursday, November 18th. Today is the Great American Smokeout, which encourages smokers to stop for 24 hours in hopes they will stop forever. It's also National Rural Health Day, designed to help people think of health issues and disparities in hard-to-reach communities. On this day in 1883, the United States and Canada adopted a system of standard time zones. In 1963, the first push-button touchtone telephones debuted in the United States, eventually replacing most rotary-dialed models. And in 1978, Representative Leo J. Ryan and four others were killed in Jonestown, Guyana, by members of the People's Temple. The killings were followed by a night of mass murder and suicide by more than 900 cult members. Governor Ron DeSantis is set to go on a victory lap as the Republican-controlled legislature followed through on his request to reject coronavirus vaccine mandates in businesses. Here is House Speaker Chris Sprouse. Look, we've had a lot of people, government included, right? I think we had uh, you know, several firefighters and people throughout government who were given a deadline. Hey, get your vaccine by this date or lose your job. They're not losing their job under this bill. That's not happening because we specifically said as it relates to government, they are not allowed to be terminated for the vaccine. Republican lawmakers rejected claims that they were sacrificing public health to hand the governor a win in his fight against the White House. Senate President Wilton Simpson. This is the state's rights. The federal government is trampling on constitutional rights of our citizens. And what the state of Florida did here today is say we are not going to put up with that. 
Governor DeSantis has been in an ongoing fight against mask mandates and vaccine mandates and has promised to use every tool in his toolbox to fight against them. And he has been, including enlisting the help of Attorney General Ashley Moody and hiring Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Latipo, who expresses skepticism about the vaccine. Democrats throughout the entire process and during floor debates decried the special session as a political stunt. Here's Representative Yvonne Hayes Hinson of Gainesville. Is there more fear of the vaccine and mass than fear of a deadly virus? Come on, people. What are we talking about? We need to be talking about saving lives. House Democratic leader-designate Fentress Driscoll says the governor's actions are hypocritical. This is the same governor who cut off federal employment, unemployment benefits for Floridians in their greatest time of need. He cut those off early when he didn't have to. But now he wants to use federal funds to cover fines and fees. Give me a break. Yeah, this was a waste of time. It was a shame. It was overly politicized. It's not what I come here to do. I don't believe it's what my caucus members come here to do. We come here to fight hard for the people of Florida every day who deserve the freedom to be healthy, prosperous, and safe. And here is Democratic co-leader Evan Jenny. COVID-19 is not done with us or the people we represent. But the entire session's purpose was summed up best, I believe, yesterday on the floor by the sponsor of HB5. Governor DeSantis can do what he wants. Total advocation of responsibility for the honor of genuflecting and kissing a ring. Myself, I only genuflect in church, and this building has stopped being hollowed ground for me a very long time ago. Despite criticism by Democrats, they lack the power within the chambers to stop the package of bills from moving forward. There was a brief moment of bipartisanship, albeit very tiny. Republican Representative Anthony Sabatini was warned by the Speaker's stand-in after he went off on a rant against President Joe Biden as Democrats shouted in objection. We are living in tyrannical times. Biden is a tyrant. The federal government is out of control. What they are doing is completely insane. It's time to start using the 10th Amendment, and it's time to start nullifying. It's time to start nullifying these federal members, laws. These Members, members, Representative Sabatini, Please make sure. Representative Sabatini, please keep your remarks to the bill. You're recognized. He's really the president, if that was your question, but he is a tyrant nonetheless. Member. Member. Republican leaders are bracing for all of these issues to be litigated in courts. House Speaker Chris Sprouse. Look, we've had a lot of people, government included, right? I think we had uh, you know, several firefighters and people throughout government who were given a deadline. Hey, get your vaccine by this date or lose your job. They're not losing their job under this bill. That's not happening because we specifically said as it relates to government, they are not allowed to be terminated for the vaccine. And that's it for the special session. Lawmakers came back to Tallahassee and are poised to send their Keep Florida Free agenda to the governor, who is expected to sign them all into law to recap on the bill's past. One of them repeals the authority of the state surgeon general to mandate vaccinations. Another directs the governor's office to review options for the state to make its own OSHA standards. Another bill creates a public records exemption for individuals who refuse vaccine requirements. And the big one prohibits vaccine mandates and protects parental choice against mask mandates.
Let's turn to your sunrise interview today. Tampa General Hospital hosted a celebration in the Capitol Courtyard on Wednesday, complete with food trucks, an aeromedical helicopter, and lots of healthcare professionals for an event to honor healthcare heroes. Senate President Wilton Simpson gave a speech before returning to gavel in the Senate special session. Before there were therapeutics, before we had a vaccine, before we had monoclonal antibodies, before we had the antivirals we have today, we had all of you that was keeping us safe every day, that had to go to work every day, that did not have a choice but to go to work to save our communities. Here is my conversation with Tampa General Hospital CEO John Corris about the event and his call for liability protections for healthcare providers. You'll also hear from Florida Politics healthcare reporter Christine Sexton with a question or two during the interview. Your tribute to healthcare heroes, what is it all about? It's literally that. I mean, we want to celebrate the men and women that have been on the front lines of this pandemic for the last two years. Um, I think it's an opportunity to stop, reflect, honor those nurses and doctors and environmental services techs and food and nutrition workers and patient transporters and the list goes on to simply say thank you. Um, These are men and women who early on, we didn't know what COVID was, right? We didn't know how contagious it was or wasn't. But every single healthcare worker stepped up when they were called up and have been taking care of really sick COVID patients for almost two years. Thankfully, COVID seems to be slowing down in Florida, which is wonderful. Um, But these men and women should be honored. And that's what this event was. And on top of that, we had our we had a lot of patients and their families up here to share their stories with our state legislators and our leaders who have done a really great job at walking the path with health care. Mm-hmm. Our, our leaders have really done an excellent job, our state leaders, in helping us navigate through this pandemic. And to come up here and to honor that, to celebrate that, to even just take a minute and just say thank you to everybody involved, I think is really important. Yeah, what do you make of the special session that is going on right around us here? Uh, you just had Senate President Wilson yeah, Simpson yeah, here. Yeah, I know, yeah. Here. You know, I mean, we're not here for that, um, to be completely candid with you. Our mission today is not about the special session of the legislature. It's a, our mission today is to really celebrate the men and women who have been confronted with this pandemic um, and have navigated through it in a world-class way. So that's really why we're here today. So what's next? Giving thanks. We're hoping this pandemic will slow down. How are things on your end? It's a great question. It's both. It's giving thanks. It's a great question. It's giving thanks. And it's hoping that this pandemic is now is coming down a sort of more normal levels. Look, we're going to be living with COVID-19. It's not going away. So it's moved from what they call the pandemic phase to the endemic phase. And it's going to be here like the flu's here. And we're going to, as a healthcare system, we're going to have to learn how to deal with that, to coexist with COVID-19. One of the ways we handled it at Tampa General Hospital is we built something called the Global Emerging Diseases Institute. It's over 70,000 square feet. It's a center dedicated to the inpatient and outpatient care of infectious disease patients, not just COVID patients. 
It's dedicated to education. It's dedicated to research. It sits on our main campus in Tampa. It's a resource for the entire state. And so we're preparing ourselves to kind of deal with the ebb and flow of COVID. I also think with um, vaccines and now some oral medications that are starting to come out uh, from Merck and Pfizer, um, just to name two examples, um, I think we're going to get into a place where we're going to be able to manage sort of all of this, like we manage the flu and like we manage other infectious diseases. I don't want to ask you about the mandates because I heard you say that you weren't here for that. But can you tell us a little bit, I know this year... The COVID-19 liability protections expire. Can you tell us why that's, I'm assuming you think it's important for healthcare providers to Oh, absolutely. We, we need to be protected. We, businesses, not just healthcare providers, but businesses need to be protected against lawsuits associated with COVID-19. But the general businesses still are. It's just the healthcare provider that expires ironically in March. Well, I, my hope is is that doesn't happen and that people are able to sort of fix that. Um, we need to be protected. Just like we protected the citizens of this great state, we now need to be protected. And liability protection is critically important. Is that something that should be limited or just does it go on? Oh, I think it should go on. I mean, why, why would we artificially limit protection um, that is designed to help us because we didn't know what we didn't know back then, right? We had people coming into our hospitals, and not just at TGH, but across the state. We had people coming into our hospitals sick, dying, scared. They didn't know what was happening. We were responding real time. I mean, we were in a firefight. No different than being in a war, right? But what we were fighting against was a virus. And we should be protected for that. The men and women of healthcare need to be protected. They need to be protected indefinitely because it's simply the right thing to do. Thanks to John Kors of Tampa General Hospital for that interview. Here's your calendar of events. Lawmakers should be wrapping up and buttoning up their special session today. Democratic Senator Lorraine Osley and Republican Representative Josie Tomkow will discuss rural broadband needs during an online conference by the group Florida Internet and Television. That's at 3 p.m. Beyond the Capitol, former Governor Jeb Bush will give an opening keynote address for the two-day National Summit on Education hosted by the organization Excellence in Education. The summit gets going at 745. The Florida Supreme Court is scheduled to release its regular weekly opinions at 11. At the same time, the Florida Department of Environmental Protection and Florida Recycling Partnership Foundation will continue Florida Recycles Week with an online event about people recycling while away from home. That's at 11. And the Florida Commission on the Status of Women will hold an induction ceremony for Virginia Covington, Barbara Niklaus, and Beverly White Yeager to the Florida Women's Hall of Fame. That's at 5 at the Florida Supreme Court. Finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes, inviting you to tune in tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.